Dime por qué le tiras piedras a la luna Tan ilógico como extraerme de tu piel Después de Dios soy tu todo Bienvenidos a Radio Menea, y'all. My name is Vero Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soyla Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week, we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and we have been on break, but we're so happy to be back a little bit more rested, a little bit more restored, a little bit put through the ringer, <laughs> through, you know, like say. world and life <laughs> events, but we're back. I was going to say, speak for yourself, yo. I don't feel <laughs> tested or restored. <laughs> But I mean, I, we, it's been a while. I feel like it's been 10 years since we've recorded. I had to like remember how to use the equipment again. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yeah, we're back. Well, yeah. And a lot happened, including this a song. Bad Bunny and Aventura collab. Yes. Which like, of course, we didn't get any notice about except like maybe a few hours. Um, <laughs> let's take another listen to this song. It's called Volví. And it's Bad Bunny and Aventura. so disappointed it's grown on me because it's on the radio a lot and so it has that like earworm effect but like mm -hmm. i'm still disappointed that it wasn't bachata and at all yeah i thought it would like at least be un bachatón or something you know like it's just or like trap maybe that felt or too something. predictable to them or i feel like i would have been really happy to hear bad bunny on a straight up bachata like that would have been exciting I don't know um, what they were thinking. This, like, I feel like it's not giving what I wanted it to give. No. At all. No. I don't know what they were thinking. Like, it feels, like, predictable for Bad Bunny and, like, totally random for Aventura besides, like, hearing his voice, you know? But, like, I want more than just his voice. I want, I want bachata. Like, I want the <laughs> musical elements of bachata, you know? Like, Romeo's voice is fine, but I don't... It's not enough. And, I mean, they're an interesting pair because... They have such different voices, but like, right. no, no, yeah. it's, 
I don't know. I mean, we're, did you see anybody like being super hype about it? I saw like some internet randoms being excited, but I feel like most people that I know were sort of lukewarm yeah. about it. Yeah. But, you know, all that earworm effect does do something. I have not been I've not been caught by it for this song, but I initially felt like very like meh about Dakiti by Bad Bunny and Jayco and stuff, but you know, and I like I like I liked the sort of like ambient production, but generally I thought it was sort of stupid. But now I really like it. So, I I understand being brainwashed by <laughs> <laughs> repetitive play on the yeah. radio yeah but it's still not like i'm not hype about it like i brought it to this episode because i felt like we needed to talk about it because it was such a big you know it was kind of big news or whatever but um yeah i was really hoping for some trap chata or from some like straight bachata yeah Pero ninguno los dos. i know and i don't know what aventura's up to you know like they came back they did the tour I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, it could have been Romeo and Bad Bunny. You know, I don't know that it felt very Aventura. I mean, they were in the video. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I'm not sure why. Like, I feel like if you're going to, if you're going to bring Aventura, like, these are the, this is what your fans want, you know? So. Yeah. Unclear what the thought process was, but I'm sure they're still making a lot of money. <laughs> well, with those kinds of names, you don't have to try that hard, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah yeah so are you feeling you're like it's summer's ending pangs of anxiety um i've been really working very hard this summer at um resisting my summer fomo and summer anxiety um because i realize that i am an incredibly privileged person who can get on a plane and fly to miami or somewhere warm whenever the fuck i want because i don't have kids and i have a job that pays me well and a lot of family in miami (laughs) yeah i'm like fine you know (laughs) so i'm like trying to work to release that a little bit nice um so yeah that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to accept the moment and also that. know that I have access to summer weather. Yeah. If I really, really want to. I love that for you. I I really like fall. So although I'm, I'm feeling a little bit nervous about this winter because of COVID and um, mm, just like mm-hmm, isolation, mm-hmm. you know, but. Um, yeah, for sure. But I really love fall and I, my big summer news is that I moved back to Washington, D.C. I just can't stop moving during this pandemic but hopefully i'm done now um and so (laughs) um i'm excited because i get to have fall i didn't i didn't you know i had like an austin fall last year which was like good for being outside during the pandemic um and enjoying like temperate weather in the winter but not a real fall so i'm excited to be like the leaves are changing and all those Mm, like cozy mm. kind of like four season and like after Mm. the big storm last week we got a little bit of like a taste of the beginning of fall weather here and it's been really nice Ugh. I can't Did you fall people. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're just we're not at the same breed, you know? No, really not. <laughs> <laughs> just put it on the list of wildly different tastes, you know? <laughs> I was talking to somebody about what their ideal temperature was and when I said eighty five, they like wanted to die. Yeah. I would feel like seventy five. Oh, well it depends on what I'm doing. It's cold for me. 
it depends on what I'm doing. If I want to be like at the pool, then no, I want it to be like 80. But if I'm just trying to live my life, like low 70s is really pleasant. Mm, I think for me, 80, 85 is nice trying to live my life temperature. Yeah, you're living in the wrong part of the country. I know. Well, I was violently pulled by <laughs> from your homeland violence from my tropical homeland. So, you know, it's true. Here we are. It's true. And somehow New York is just taking you in. Yeah, this is it now. <laughs> I'm committed. It's beautiful. So um, what's your first pick for this episode? My first pick from the, for this episode is a song that came out earlier this summer, and it's just so lovely in so many different ways. This song is called Cuerpa, and it's by Ana Macho. Sale sol y lo quiere mi corillo. Chapuzón con el bikini amarillo. Prendo el blon, ya tú sabes lo que digo. Tu opinión me la paso en el fundillo. Sale sol y me siento diferente. Maricón siempre anda muy reverente. Obsesión no me saca de tu mente. Por crash boom me parqueo delincuente. Este es mi cuerpo, no me importa lo que digan, no me afecta. Las envidiosas que se vean por la puerta. So I actually recently brought this song to an episode that I was on for NPR's Alt Latino. Um, Jasmine Garst was one of the co-creators of that uh, program and hasn't hosted it for a while, but came back to guest host and invited me and um, and Alana from La Brega podcast to come on and talk about like summer jams. And we were just like on my rooftop and, you know, drinking wine and spilling it on ourselves and laughing. But this is one of the songs that I brought and I just wanted to bring it here anyway, because it's just so lovely. And um you know, it's it's about it's like a song about bodily autonomy in the end mm-hmm. and about like your body being yours and um, other people not having any right to talk to you about what you do with it. And um, it felt important also in this like week that we've had in terms of abortion access in the United States and Texas in particular, but Mm -hmm. what it's going to mean for abortion access in the United States at large, I think is really scary. And, you know, it's so dope to me. I feel like queer, trans and non-binary people have always been such strong supporters of abortion rights. You know, Mm -hmm. it's so wild to me that like these like trans exclusive radical feminists, um, trans exclusionary radical feminists exist because they're first of all, just so loud and wrong. But second, like 
just can't see this really obvious connection that in my experience, trans women have always found extremely obvious and have been so loud about abortion rights. And, um, you know, even when it's not necessarily something that they might access for their bodies, but, um, you know, this is, you know, Ana Macho is a, a non-binary pop princess is, um, what they call themselves. And I, I just, I really, really like them. I became familiar with Ana Macho because they did a collaboration with Villano Antillano, um, who we've brought on the show before. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, um, I think that this is such a beautiful song. The visuals are just so stunning. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like all these like beautiful queer people, like all sorts of body shapes, all sorts of sizes, all sorts of like colors and you know just hair and like it just so you know like you know everything that you might be able to find in the in queer people in Puerto Rico and it's really it's really dope and beautiful and just so full of joy mm-hmm. which I think I don't know so many times conversations around queer and trans people are dominated by suffering and death and mm. it's really nice to see joy yeah yeah, this is incredible. The video is beautiful. Y'all should definitely go check it out. I mean, it reminds me of Respeech, but I imagine it's yeah. not, <laughs> you know, but it's like that scene. And yeah, just like fat positive and just like bodies. And um, and it also reminds me, I feel like there's been a, a little bit of like some memes. Sorry, y'all, if you heard Chuchi growling in the background. Um, some memes about like bulges belong at the beach around mm. like trans women, um, you know, that nobody gets the police anybody's bodies including trans women and it's okay to have lots of different bodies including you yeah. know a bulge in your bikini right like that you mm-hmm. don't need to have surgery or need to tuck or whatever in order to to pass in a certain way like your body's your body and that's really like um yeah epitomized in this video too um lots of different bodies wearing bikinis and you know everybody's a bikini body kind of thing so is is uh is Anna doing something with cuerpa like is that like a play on that word making it feminine yeah yeah so i mean this is not something new um that ana macho is doing this is you know like the word cuerpa has sort of been like part of like this like feminist circle circles um sort of bringing words that are gendered standard masculine and gendering them feminine just to like fuck with (laughs) language you know interesting um and so this is something that i've heard a lot ana macho is not the first person to do it but okay um it's it's a thing that's happening with language and we definitely talked about that a little bit on the latino episode as well okay well we'll put a link in the show notes so people can take a listen but yeah it's interesting it's different than like there's a lot of good songs on there and i didn't bring some of them because i was like you all can listen to them there so make sure to check it out we'll include it in the show notes but yeah, the gender thing is interesting because it's it's not the the same as like changing the default masculine to an e. It's actually taking a word that is just gendered as a masculinely just as by grammar, right? And then deciding to yeah, make it feminine. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a, a way that any word might be like ice cream, you know? Right. <laughs> like, right, right. Like yeah. helado instead of helado helada or something. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Cool. Well, this is beautiful. Thank you. I had not seen this, so thanks for sharing it. Yeah, yeah. I love it so much. I'm glad you like it. What did you and bring for us next? Wait, before we go on, have you made it to re-speech enough so far this summer? I mean, you still have time, but. Um, I'm 
not going to say that I have made it enough. I have made it some. I did go to Fire Island, which is a really different vibe. It's also very gay, but it's a lot bougier, mm. which, you know, um, has its draws and its drawbacks, you know. Um, but um, I I have spent a lot of time at beaches. And so I feel very happy about yeah. that. And you have more beach time ahead, right? And I have more beach time ahead. Yeah, I um, yeah, I've I went to I've, I'm very satisfied with my beach time Beautiful. and I know that I have more beach time ahead of me and I feel no beach scarcity. Great. Great. I right have not now, been to the beach. Moment. I have not been to the beach at all this summer, but which is fine. I really want to make it to Miami, but I'm kind of just waiting for COVID to chill out a little bit because things are hard in Ooh, Florida yes, and like Florida is I have rough. a lot of family down there and there's like some newborn kiddos and stuff and I just like want to feel comfortable seeing everybody so I'm gonna wait a little bit but I really have been hankering to make it to Miami yeah all right so my next one it was kind of like an antidote to the disappointment that was Aventura and Bad Bunny's collaboration (laughs) so let's take a listen this is Lao Alado by Prince Royce Yo que ya lo tuve todo y que no he tenido nada Te confieso que esa noche con tan solo una mirada Me dejaste ahí enredado con un beso y tu sabor me convenció Yo no necesito una mansión, un carro del año ni un millón Yo solo Prince Royce came through with the bachata. It was a little bit after. <laughs> it was after the situation with Aventura. I'm still disappointed, but um, but you know, Royce has disappointed me in the in the recent past by doing all sorts of pop type things, and so I was really happy mm-hmm. to have him going back to like what he is so fucking good at, which is these <laughs> little romantic bachaticas. You know, this one has a very beach vibe. It's just it's perfect. It's it's everything that I need. I'm glad. I'm glad. I looked at the video and there's a door in it where he leaves his apartment and lands on the beach. And I was like, I need a door like that. <laughs> a magic wardrobe. <laughs> a magic wardrobe slash transportation door. Yeah. Well, you do have it and it's called enough money to buy a plane ticket. You know what yeah, I mean? <laughs> basically. Um, yeah. What did you think of the song, though? Um, I thought it was cute. It was good. I'm into it. I'm not yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I mean, I know he's not like your favorite Bachatero in the way he is in mine. And maybe it's actually like 
it starts with a breakup. It starts with him getting dumped, but then he's all about, he's basically talking about like how all he needs is, is her next to him. So I guess he's like trying to make it up to her. Um, mm. Even as like, I don't need him. No, you know, no necesito una mansión ni un carro del año. Solo necesito tú a mi lado. Just very, very romantic. So mm-hmm. I love it. I'll I love the sound. I'll take mansión carro del año. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need. I, I would prefer right now. I would rather the car and the mansion. <laughs> um, that's a, another way in which you and I are very different. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm more of. I don't really need a lot of things, but I would love. Yeah, that. So. Um, but yeah, thank you, Royce, for coming through with some some good romantic summary bachata i'm really happy about it excellent all right what's up next for you so my next song is sort of like a throwback i feel like usually like after these like summer roundup episodes i try to bring something that like you know i've been listening to a lot this summer and i tend towards a lot of new music um and you know cuerpa by ana macho like i had my first like my first uh, trip to uh, a work meeting and it was in Puerto Rico and this song had, that song had just come out and I was at a queer bar outdoors and there was a DJ and like everybody like immediately like they like knew all the lyrics already and it had come out like three days before because people are like you know so excited about this beautiful song but um, when I was in Puerto Rico I also um, was listening to you know, I'd been listening to a lot of Hector El Fader just before. Um, I just, I don't know why. I think maybe I saw like an interview or something and I was like, let me revisit the body of work of Hector El Fader. So I had been listening to Dejale Caer Todo El Peso a lot. And I feel like it's popped up over the summer a few times ever since I've like, you know, like revisited it. So Let's bring this oldie but goodie, Dejale Caer Todo El Peso by Héctor El Fader and Yomo. Héctor El Bambino, presenta a mi nueva alma letal. Revisiting the work of Hector El Fader, I've been listening to Mi Trayectoria a lot, which came out in 2008. 
and I just love this song so much. And I, uh, when I was in Puerto Rico, this was one of the songs that like also came on one night that I was out and and I feel like I was just like, oh, like I just feel like I hadn't heard it in a long time. And it was so, it, I, was, I was like, I was really into it randomly. Like, you know, like when you're like really into like an old song and then randomly you hear it everywhere. Like that's how I felt about this song this summer. Mm. Um, and in particular, I was so excited because when I was in San Juan, I was at this place and um, this dude came up to me, you know, I was like just dancing with like my friends and this dude came up to me and was like, um, was like, mira, eh, te veo bailando sola y bailas buenísimo, que quieres que puedes bailar conmigo? And I was like, okay, está bien, pero una canción solamente. And then it was this song. This was the next song that came on. And I was so hyped because I was really into the song. And we had like a really like fire ass perreo. Um, and después con la gloria de la Santa y the Queen me dio las gracias y me dejó sola like it was amazing <laughs> I was like is this real like, it's like your perfect was, night yeah it was perfect the dude was like I'll dance with me like it was a fire song he was a really good dancer we really vibed as dancers and he was like peace it was good to dance with you and then he went off to dance by himself I went off to dance with my friends and I was like, wow, la reina sí de verdad le enseñaba a la gente, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy for yeah. you. So unusual. It was, it was such a beautiful, lovely moment. Unusually great moment with a man. And, um, and yeah, and since then I've like heard it like a couple of other functions. The other day, I think I saw Evie Queen post and she captioned one of her like latest Instagram posts, Palo Enemigos, Plomo y Palo Gatos Beso, which is extrapolated from a line in the song. So I just feel like randomly the song is like everywhere, even after like I've started revisiting the, the work of Hector El Padre. Maybe it's been there the whole time, but like I knew it before and I hadn't mm -hmm. been hearing it. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like randomly everywhere this summer for me and I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have to talk about Evie Queen and her new podcast. Oh my God. What? Are y'all listening? You have to be listening to it. It's so good. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's so dope. So like Gata, who mm -hmm. we've had on the show, is one of the producers on it, which is really exciting to have yeah. her part of the mix. And um, Evie Queen narrates it. And it's a it's about the history of reggaeton. And like, it's so dope, y'all, because it really goes into like, you know, like race, class, mm -hmm. migration, mm -hmm. um, you know, diasporas and uh it's just so 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 dope and policing and resistance and it's so it's like really comprehensive really dope i feel like i'm learning a lot even though i feel like i've also like told this story i remember i was with uh, my girl stephanie alvarado who you know perez and mm -hmm. we were remembering a time in like 2013 when we were in a hotel room with our friend Connie you who's a friend of yours <laughs> yeah. and we were playing El General and we were like so El General is the father of it's like, it's like reggaeton really came from Panama and we we're just explaining the role of El General and like we're like giving this whole history lesson right to like our friend who was like I don't think I like reggaeton and we're like let us tell you all about it. Yeah. And it's so cool that like, I feel like 
you know, like we knew that shit because we were there. We heard it. Like, you know, like we heard El General come out. We heard El Chombo come out. We heard reggaeton, you know, like we like lived through the evolution. But it's so cool to see it documented and see it documented so um, carefully and well. And uh, I don't know. It's so dope. I really can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and there's parts of it. I mean, they go back before El General. Like, there's definitely parts of it that I didn't know the history of, like, the very yeah, beginning they of talk about Renato. Renato exactly. is really like I love yeah. to hear Renato getting his flowers because people don't know about him. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I was gr- I was coming up during this, but not super aware of what was happening. Um, and like even if I was hearing certain things, I don't understand all the history. And Evie Queen has a great podcast voice. Like I never would have expected it, but she has such a her. I mean, it's not surprising. She has such a like a rich, deep voice and. It really, yeah. just like, I mean, it's just, they picked the perfect narrator. You know what I mean? Like anyone yeah. else, I would have been like, and it's cool to have a celebrity in this industry, like doing the thing and also just centering her voice is so kind of political because of who she is, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's very dope. So we'll put a link in the show notes, but definitely go check it out. Um, it's great. It's great. For sure. All right. Highly Let's recommend. Speak- yeah. Speaking of reggaetoneros and like old heads, I mean, he's not as old as El General, but he's been around for a minute. <laughs> um, this next song is from a brand new album that dropped while we were gone by Nikki Jam and Iseka put out some new music. And this song is called Sede y Seda. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Arreglemos lo que no pasa Dime tú qué haces hoy Date una vuelta por casa Si le llega donde estoy No te vas a arrepentir No tengas miedo y ven Hagamos que se dé y se da La noche me la paso pensando en ti El tiempo no se ve y se va Quiero arreglar lo que hice mal like a few weeks ago i think this dropped and um vero did you get a chance to listen to it the album i did not get a chance to listen yeah. to it i've I, not really been paying attention to the new Nikki jam yeah i think it's just um spend as much time with this that i'd like so i don't actually have a review of the album yet but i liked the song i feel like it has the like mellow reggaeton vibes that often like easy listening reggaeton as i like to say <laughs> Mm. Um, so <laughs> I know you hate it. You hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> well, do you hate this song? No, it's, I don't love it. It does. It sort of does nothing. It makes me feel nothing. <laughs> but isn't that your <laughs> MO? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. It is my trauma response to not feel yes. anything. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah. So he put out this album. I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of attention around it. I don't know what the critics are saying about it, but I wanted to at least bring it because um, because I like Nicky Jam a lot. And I and I thought you were more into him since watching his documentary. No, I am into him as a person. Yeah, and I, you know, like that doesn't mean that I like all of his songs, though. <laughs> yeah, but I do. I, I think, yeah, I'm I'm supportive of Nicky Jam, and I think his story is very compelling. And I just, you know, prefer. Yo no soy tu marido, ni tampoco tu hombre. I know, I know. I mean, he has so many classics. (laughs) And he's got some newer stuff. Like, Hasta la Manacer was a really good song that he did more recently. I mean, it was like four years ago now, but I feel like he's put out some good stuff. He's put out some Yes, he has put out some good stuff since back then, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so I don't have more of a report back, y'all. I need to spend more time with the album. It was a little bit confusing too because they dropped it, and then on, but on Spotify it was like the new music, and then also like a bunch of his hits. So I'm not sure if it was like two things or it was just like a compilation the way they put it out. But but yeah, I mean, the man's been around for a minute, you know, long ass mm-hmm. career, lots of hits, still doing the thing. So yeah. Um. All right. What's your last song for the main part of this episode? Um, my last song is sort of a controversial pick. <laughs> it's um, it's a song called Linda, and it's by Tokisha and Rosalia. sorts of ways about this song um and you know i feel like primarily seeing you know jay balvin and rosalia both have songs with tokicha right now we've had um tokicha on the show before tokicha songs we've discussed them a few times and um she's a dominican dembo artist who's like very openly sexual and um you know maybe I don't know if she identifies as queer, but talks about, you know, having sex with women and, um, and, you know, I seeing this, um, 
having first of all like seeing like two like big major artists like you know like an artist like Rosalia come on and like collaborate with her makes me feel like a little protective of Tokicha you know it makes me feel like oh my god I really hope that you're like getting your money girl like I hope that you're like getting your bag historically I feel like artists like her gain a lot less from like the interaction that right. you know like than like all these like money backed I don't know, culture vultures or other artists <laughs> that want some of the sauce to rub off on them, you know? Yeah. And um, I think so it's like there's this like obvious dynamic of this like huge like white pop star coming in to like, you know, like be next to some of Tokicha's cool, you know, which mm -hmm. is like Dominican and Caribbean and black and hood and queer. Yeah. And um, that sort of brings me a little bit to like, the visuals which in some ways are really dope like Fefita makes a fucking appearance like mm -hmm. amazing you know and it's also like super super queer which honestly like usually I would be all about and like you saw my reaction to the uh, to the Ana Macho video I was so all about that but if you like look at both of those visuals it just feels so so fucking different and I yeah. think that the reason it feels different is because you've got these artists, you've got this like, you know, like I don't know anything about Rosalia's sexuality, but what I do know is that she has presented herself as straight and has never disabused anybody of that notion. Right. And what it looks like to me is that this video is using a proximity to queerness and specifically black queerness as a signifier of cool. Right. And yeah. it feels like very transactional to me. And like, again, like this is like just vibes, right? Like there's, I don't know who got paid or how they got paid or how they got picked or like what the casting process was or anything. It's just like, I don't know. It's like a little bit weird. Like I, I, like I don't think it's cute or progressive to see Rosalia and Tokicha kissing. Like it feels voyeuristic. It feels opportunistic. It feels like, you know, like it looks like they're telling a really funny joke. Like they like kiss and they like laugh mm -hmm. afterwards. Like, ah, can you actually imagine, you know? And like, yeah, Tokicha's like a little bit different, right? She's been fairly open about her sexuality and having sex with women, but I did hear her say on an interview that she would never date a woman, that right. she would just have sex with them, which I'm not going to lie, feels like weird and gross to me. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just like all of it feels like very like opportunistic and transactional to me, which again, like I wasn't there for the video. I wasn't there for the casting. I don't know who got paid or how they got paid or how they got cast or whatever, but like all of those things together makes to make for a really awkward visual for me. Like to say nothing of hearing like Rosalia say Ruli, you know, it's like <laughs> quite awkward in my opinion, but like, yeah. I don't know, maybe other people aren't hearing it that way, but it just like rubbed me the wrong way. It rubs me the wrong way. And maybe that's like, you know, like what I'm reading into it is not the intention, but it just felt gross. Well, and she's also, like, mimicking Tokisha's, like, aesthetic, right? With the nails and the hair and the, like, right? Yeah, but she's also been, she's she's long been appropriating that aesthetic, you know? Like, oh, it's okay. before Tokisha Rosalia has been appropriating the trappings of, you know, blackness or... okay. I haven't like followed her very closely and like yeah. I feel like the thing the thing I remember her she has like a very flamenco look so it like felt like a very big departure but um but yeah I don't follow her 
Yeah, she used to, you know, like, and I'm saying like all of this as somebody who likes a lot of Rosalia's music, especially back when she was like, you know, this like flamenco art hoe, you know, like it was Mm -hmm. like my shit, you know, although like that also wasn't uncomplicated, right? In terms of dynamics of her, she was like Catalana and flamenco is like historically like a Roma Mm. um, art form in Spain who are like a really historically oppressed um, group of people throughout Europe. Yeah. Um, But you know, I do. I think Rosalia is really talented and has a lot to add to the music landscape when she's not being a fucking weirdo trying on different versions of Latinidad for money. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So this just like felt weird to me. And like, I don't dislike the song. Um, and I didn't bring it just to hate on it. But like, I just like, you know, I like felt like I had to talk about this yeah. video because it's just like, I don't know, man. It felt like very, very odd. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I hope everybody on there got paid and I hope Tokisha's getting paid. And I hope that like, you know, like your Balvin's, your Rosalia's, you know, like are doing better than their predecessors in looking out for their um, collaborators that come yeah. from really different circumstances, really different positionalities, etc. Yeah, I'd be really curious to know, like, I mean, I don't know that we'll ever know, but like, what do these contracts look like for different artists, you know, and who's getting yeah. what and how do the royalties split and how much is it like, well, it's exposure, you know, like, um, so I don't, I, I don't know that we'll ever yeah. know the answers to those questions, but it would be really interesting to compare, especially across different artists and across mm-hmm. race and class and, all that yeah well everyone thank you so so much for your patience with us we really really did need the time this time around there was you know a lot going on as i'm sure is true in all of your lives so we appreciate you all sticking by us thank you so 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 much thanks babies as always all the info about the songs are in the show notes at radimenea.com Check us out on Twitter and Instagram where Veto keeps 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 y'all updated. And um, we do have a newsletter that'll come back now that our episodes are back. And you can sign up um, at the link in the show notes as well. It's so good to be back, babies. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Aventura, todo mío.